0: Jason Slovstein, who started his own podcast. Jason, first question, how dare
1: you? Uh, well, to be fair, this is a Flying V's podcast that I just happen to be hosting, and it's okay. our second one. That's and true. and it Technically, it's one. my second podcast that I'm hosting in life, so <laughs> I, I have been in the space before <laughs> now. This isn't entirely just like a grasp at relevancy due to the... You know, quarantine sure. of
0: the world. Sure, sure. You're not hopping on the Donald Faison, ba- Zach Rath bandwagon. Which, which I would. I mean, yeah, it's a good bandwagon.
1: I should have started a Scrubs appreciation podcast, I guess.
0: <laughs> That's a good question. Is it better to, if like, because there's got to be one, I haven't looked, but there's got to be a Scrubs watch along podcast. Are they I'm like,
1: sure, there's more than getting
0: one. more hits now, or are they suddenly like being pushed out of the market because there can be only one?
1: You know. What is the market now, you know like it's what is
0: true. that's a super excellent question
1: on like a larger scale, what is the market right. what also is like market? what is the market for podcasts? I mean here's the thing we still haven't um, figured um, that out, have we it's no been but like here's a the decade but here's the thing about podcasts in particular right now. on the <laughs> one hand, it's fantastic because it is real, potentially artful and intentional and produced content that can be created either remotely or solo or in a vacuum. And yet I truly believe that for the most part, listenership may actually go down because so much of what podcast listening in the past I think has been, has been during commutes and during runs and at the gym. And so there's going to be a proliferation of creation. And I think a reduction of listening, not across the board, but I do think that that, that market's going to be experiencing both a boom and a shrinking at the same time right now.
0: Well, it's true. And it's also that some of the podcasts that are, I mean, all of my podcasts that are dependent on something else like sports or news, um,
1: oh, they're or in a holding culture, pattern,
0: right? they're in a big holding pattern. They're really trying to figure out what, what their podcast even is. Um, so there's but so that's another like those highly produced professional podcasts are feeling a drop, I think definitely in, in pure content, which allowed podcasts, frankly, like like mine and like and like other people's who are more aren't so time dependent to be a little more like, no, oh, we can still do the thing we've been doing the whole time. There might be a tone shift, but like I'm not dependent on there being actual Broadway shows going on right. to do what I do. Um So I can kind of, I can ride this out and without a drastic format change, said the guy who suddenly took his podcast daily. But, you know, it is like, it's an advantage I have, for example. And like you have too, what's your start? So what is the podcast that that Flying B and you have
1: started up? So our brand new podcast, Audio Awesome, just began this past week. You can listen to it on audioawesome.libson.com or Uh, If it's not up on all of them, it will be soon on all of the major podcast listening platforms, including Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and eventually... Uh, Apple podcast it takes I think two to three episodes to get fully hooked Mm -hmm. up there so this is actually our second podcast that we've put out the first one is paperless pulp and that is available at flyingme.libsyn.com or through all of your podcast sites and that is a full season of audio dramas in an anthology format these are fully produced scripts with full casts original scores and sound designs each exploring a, a different radio play sort of old school radio play Orson Welles style, um, very genre-based, but across lots of different genres. So that's available right now, and you can listen to all nine episodes. But this is a totally different podcast, and it's interesting to see how the form is already shifting from its original intention. The the, the start of it was going to be a weekly podcast to explore all things Flying V, and that is still the plan. But at the time, it was going to be almost more like a audio travelog. I meet a ton of interesting people throughout the week. We have all these different projects going on, everything from gaming to professional wrestling, to comics, to traditional theater, all the things that are going to be happening far in the future or next week or that we have right now. And the original goal was kind of take a little bit of a, of a sampling of everything that was happening to give you, you being, you patrick but you also being the larger listening audience of the original cast thank you for supporting patreon is there so go for it um and uh the the idea was like all these cool things that are happening all these people so it's going to be backstage interviews and conversations about certain things plus clips of shows and stuff like that obviously in that time period flying v uh, Flying V is the company I'm the producing artistic director of. We are a performing arts company with a focus on exploring intimate aspects of the human condition set against big, high concept theatrical metaphors in content or in form with a pop culture focus. And everything we do is meant to try and combat existential loneliness and dread and isolation, which I think right now is probably more of a prescient mission than maybe ever before. Yeah, um, a little more
0: relevant than it ever has been.
1: Yes. And so there's been a bit of a shift in thought. So now it's how we can do that and have interviews and and some things akin to what you are doing right now with the original cast, but also creating original audio content. So the first episode was the first round of the adult fan fiction world championships, which was a event that we hosted in coordination with plus two comedy in New Jersey. It was a night of erotic fan fiction, um, both Including playwrights, including stand-up comedians, including people from the convention circuit. So all different backgrounds. Alexandra Petri uh, from the Washington Post uh, compost column, who's obviously blown up in the last few years, uh, did a piece about an orgy of every character Ben Affleck has ever played. Um, all with each other, that literally (laughs) was so funny that my skull was in pain. Um, Our company member, Zach Fernabach, did a whole thing about the Great British Bake Off, which I might call the Great British Jack Off. Um, And um, uh, so that was all round one, and that was the first episode. Round two will be coming up this coming week on Thursday. And then going forward, we're going to be creating more original stuff. So, for example, we do pro wrestling. Uh, And so one of the things we're looking at doing is a pro wrestling promo tournament where we get 16 of our wrestlers instead of actually having matches just to basically smack talk each other and have one of our referees be the judge and determine who had the best, uh, basically like wrestling promo version of a rap battle and move those people on. Um, One of our company members writes short stories. And so we're thinking about doing some audio book versions of some of their science fiction short stories. That would be Seamus Sullivan. Um, and I'm really open to other kinds of original audio-based content to showcase Flying V's stable of creators and our style and just to continue to bring weekly intentional art via the audio format, um, in part because everything is going on right now and I, I do want to make sure that we're providing people um, with something of value and also because part of the purpose of this was to create a regular distribution and a regular conversation with our fans um, in theater, as you know, at best, for the most part, if we're doing like main stage, traditional full length runs, we're doing two or three a year. It's like the equivalent of your cousins coming to visit. It's sort of, it's nice if you see them, but if you don't, right. ah, whatever, mm-hmm. everything else <laughs> has, has like, you know, with your podcast, there's a weekly, now daily time that people can can check in and it becomes a part of their routine, a part of their life, and it becomes more important the more it becomes a part of people's experience. And that was something we really wanted to explore with Flying V, and that's where Audio Awesome came from. Plus, being super honest and transparent, in the last year as we started to develop all this new programming, I think a lot of people were wondering if the identity of the company was shifting towards things like stage combat exclusively or towards wrestling. And it's, it's easy to promote that stuff because we know that every two weeks we've got a stage combat class or we did before. And every three months we're going to do a pro wrestling show. But we were working on our first podcast for – a year before we ever put anything out about it. It's just that no one knew about it. It was all in the background. We have six scripts right now that are all in various stages of development. We wouldn't put out promotional materials for them. We don't even know if they're going to happen. They have to go through extensive rewrites and development processes, but it doesn't mean it's not taking place. With this, we can explore all of the things. Like coming up, we'll have an interview with Tim German, one of our company members, who's writing a play inspired by a superhero who may or may not be like Batman. Sure. And may or may not be characters like Robbins. Sure. Um, and and exploring the dynamic of the superhero and sidekick, particularly from a Batman lens, and why he thinks Batman is a boring character. And I think that he's a heathen who is wrong and was raised improperly. But, you know, uh, <laughs> we're going to dive into that for yeah, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get into it. So, that, so basically, Audio Awesome is your your weekly roundup of all things Flying V, and and given that we're now spread out, that's going to look and sound different, but it's still going to be originally created audio art and interviews um, and information.
0: That's great, and it's good that you guys were already set up with the sort of infrastructure, having done Paperless Bolt, to kind yeah. of like you're ready to ride with uh, with podcasting. Um,
1: and we had planned this before. Uh, everything changed with the Mm -hmm. coronavirus as well. We actually just delayed it because I kept being like, what are we going to promote on this week's episode? And then it turned out the answer was nothing. And until it was sure what was happening, it made sense to postpone. So if anything, this is actually a month behind where we were originally going to (laughs) be. But um, now we have a more intentional viewpoint of what this show is going to be uh, in particular.
0: Sure. Well, a month behind these days is like two years ahead. So you're doing... You're doing really well, because uh, everybody's well, you know, several months behind
1: at this point. Well, you, you know me pretty well. So, like, yeah. I, um, I'm now, this is officially, I think, if I'm doing my math right, three weeks exactly that I've been in the non-grocery quarantine, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a decision not to go to a thing on a Sunday three weeks ago. Um, that really bummed me out it was obviously the right decision in retrospect this is before the decision was taken out of our hands so I had to make it, and it right really hurt to, mm-hmm. to not pursue that opportunity oh yeah uh, so I took like three days of just being really sad um, and then on the Wednesday of that week was like all right I got to get back to work um, and now I absolutely feel three days behind which is funny but like I, I do <laughs> like I'm like I'm three days creatively behind where I should and need to be for myself and for Flying V and so there's been a lot of Work to try and, I won't say catch up, but to really intentionally figure out what the priorities for a live entertainment company is during a time when all of this has been shut down.
0: Sure. I mean, well, it's the thing is like my my, my kids, uh, Bobby's teacher really put it best for me. It's a phrase I've been using ever since he said it, which is, you know, we're all kind of building the airplane as we're flying it. And that really feels accurate to me is that we are definitely in motion. Uh, I don't know where we're going, and I don't know if we have all the tools we need to make it where we're supposed to go. But like, we're we're moving, we're doing something, you know, it, it's happening, and we're going to put it together. But what that is, you know, nobody you're in, you're just as knowledgeable as I am as anyone else is. Nobody knows what's going on right now, uh, yeah, which is scary. Point. But it but it's but it's a it, it's a very good equalizer for me. It puts us all on the same footing. You're like, well, we'll just try it, and then. If it grows great, great. If it doesn't, well, nothing ventured, nothing lost, you know, and we just, you move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, but... I know you I take am... these things
0: harder than I do, like that well, kind I'll... of, or, or the, 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 I think you take, so I'll, I'll, I'll project and then you tell me if I'm right. You, you take this sort of, your, your responsibility to, to entertain, to create, to foster the company. First of all, you have a company and I don't, but second of all, you take it very personally and yes, you want to do right by the people who are working with you and your audience and you take that very, very seriously, which is one of the reasons I love working with you. But I think as a result, you can be kind of hard on yourself about how like in moments like this, when you just kind of have to make it up and see like what's going on.
1: Yeah. I don't disagree with anything you said. I also think for me, one of the thing is, and, and, and I want to be clear that I, so with everything changing, everybody's figuring out what they're doing and right now, from a very tactical or pragmatic or however you want to refer to it standpoint, one of the things that's happened is that the marketplace of the internet has become exponentially crowded where there is so many people now who totally reasonably need an outlet to create or just to feel seen or to feel heard or to feel productive, to feel connected. And it means that now everything is being potentially streamed. I'm going to live stream My yoga session, I'm going to live stream this class. I'm going to live stream a play reading. I'm going to go to my garden and look at my my plants and stuff like that. And I think that's all fantastic. I'm not knocking that. I don't think that's what audiences necessarily are looking for, though. You know, when you're thinking about what's out there on a streaming service, I can watch the entire series of The Wire if I decide to. The greatest television show of all time, which is explicitly created to be watched in this way. Um, To me, what's going to be most interesting and most effective is what are the projects, what are the artistic endeavors that cut through the noise and not only are personally and creatively satisfying, but also interesting and not only something that's necessary for people, but also make use of the technological structures to do something more than I wish I could have done this live, so I'm going to do the streaming instead. And so there's a part of me that absolutely feels the need To start creating immediately as we all do. There's the other part of me that definitely feels the need to recognize that that human resources, our brains, our time, our our mental energy um, are limited and finite. And I want to make sure that mine and the ones that I'm tapping for the company are being utilized in a way that will be most actually not only creatively rewarding for the people working on them, but also likely to grab and do something interesting and unique and intentional for an audience, while still maintaining both relevancy, continuing our mission statement, and bringing in and generating income so that I can continue to pay my staff and make sure that we're not in a position where we might have to, you know, furlough or lay people off or do all that stuff, Um, so that's a really interesting balance because we want to make sure that we're putting stuff out there and constantly generating um, not just content, but but worthwhile, valuable content. And then also thinking ahead of like, well, how do we develop a new show that utilizes these circumstances the same way and maybe even at the same time frame as we would a regular show? Like, how do I not rush stuff to market and instead treat it the way that I would so that the quality of whatever we put out is the same level as anything else Flying V would do, and that I don't, in any way, shape, or form, kind of take a pass and go, okay, well, this is new, so we can not think it through. Um, Those are some really interesting mental gymnastics to do because it's a different world. You don't want to miss the opportunity, and you also want to make sure that you're not putting out stuff that is underwhelming in the sake of feeling better.
0: Oh yeah. And, uh, but I think it's, it's the, I mean, it's a lot, it, it's just, it's an absolute, it's, it's a, it's a nightmare of, of, of amount, but I think it is a, a a unique opportunity for you and Flying V specifically is that it, it is a true example to me that your diversity is your strength. There is a diverse, you know, your hands are in a lot of different pies, which for a theater company can be tricky because you're not yes. just doing theater. You're not just doing one kind of theater. You're, you're sort of all over the place. But at this moment with your diverse, areas of subject, including podcasts before, so you have a built-in, like I say, an infrastructure there, you guys are uniquely suited to step into this kind of void with quality content coming in in several different directions and sort of find, expand your audience that way and also serve the people who, because you also, I mean, you like myself, create content and create art that you want to see and so there's an audience for it it's the audience is you and then you have to find the people who are like you and you know as you know you're the people who are like you who like what you do may not be huge in number but they are dedicated when they find what you're doing and they go yes that's something i want that's something i need right now and let's go let's keep rolling you know let's let's get to it um so i think it's great i think this is i mean a wonderful i, I think you're you're certainly taking Flying V out for a run and doing the most you can with it, which is great. I mean, it's what you should be doing. It's, it's to me, like you said, it's not just, well, let's produce a bunch of stuff because what else are we gonna do? It's like, no, how right. can we take what we do and adapt it to where we are right now? And yeah. you seem uniquely suited to do that, like, like Flying V specifically, so.
1: I think we're very fortunate to have made this decision and really implemented it starting a year ago to become a performing arts company, and you're right. And the fact that we already have um, Podcasts that are already out there and ready to be listened to. That we have pro wrestling programming that's available on independent TV. If you use the code Flying V, you can get a five day free trial, and our nice. entire first season is available to be watched. <laughs> and we actually do get uh, revenue when people watch that by the hour. Oh. We get we get oh, um, yeah we get royalties. So that's a passive revenue source that's really great. Right now, if you go to YouTube.com/slash Flying V Theater T R E. Um, we, every Wednesday, are putting up the Flying V Spotlight series. We're very fortunate that a lot of our work has been originally created, so we do have the rights to be able to replay it and have it filmed and stuff like that. So a lot of our shows have been vignette-style shows or have really concrete scenes or sections that can kind of stand on their own. So every Wednesday, we're putting out a video where one of our company members, Patrick, is going to be doing this coming up in the next few weeks, uh, Is is recording it's a just- personal
0: just as soon as it's quiet enough in my house to record it. We're absolutely, totally. absolutely going to do it. <laughs>
1: uh, but we're recording testimonials that are sort of like genuinely behind the, not just behind the scenes, but what was important and what was, what was really meaningful about these different works by the artist, whether the director, the writer, or the actor. And then you're able to watch the entire scene or vignette as part of that. Every Friday, we're putting out free match Fridays. We're putting out one of our pro wrestling matches for free. Um, so in the past, we've had... Orange Cassidy, uh, who is now tearing it up weekly on TNT uh, primetime television with All Elite Wrestling. And before that, he had wrestled with us. We have one of his matches up. Every Thursday, we're putting out Uh, audio awesome. Like I said, this coming Thursday will be round two of the adult fan fiction world championships. We're in the process of potentially developing a webcomic. We'll see in a few weeks that might or may not be ready to go, but that's on my list today to continue working on on scripts for that. And if we can, maybe every Monday or every other Monday, we'll start putting out a webcomic and moving into that realm as well. So there's almost daily content for Flying V. And then there's a few bigger production style projects using The virtual realm that are currently in at least discussion, if not development. And obviously, so much depends on whether or not this is something that we're going to be in for medium haul or the very long haul.